We're going. We're, what, what? Wait. What? Yes, we are recording. We're ready. We're ready. Let's do it. I would go out tonight, but there's a new episode of Reaction Bright. Are we going to dive right into it? Yeah, let's do that. I think um, this shop we did that we're going to talk about today, we bought four records. Yes. Um, we were in Toronto for, uh, I was there for a conference. Um, what kind of conference? Fundraising conference. That's what I do for a living. I'm a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And we went to Sonic Boom one night. Yes, Sonic Boom, a wonderful um, record shop in Toronto. And we had time to kill and money to spend. So we uh, did a little shop. Can we first talk about that restaurant that we went and had dinner at before the Italian place? Yeah, we can actually. Was that, that was amazing. Was that the same night? Yep, because we just walked up from there. It's on Bathurst, right? Yeah, Fusaro's. We started with meatballs. We had meatballs, yeah. Genius idea. Mm-hmm. I like eating out with you. It's, you order meatballs to start. Yeah, well, I'm a fat guy, so <laughs> I'm always going to uh, think of wild and wonderful ways to make the meal even more enjoyable. Uh-huh. Well, you're not a fat guy, but... Well, I'm uh, a fat... There's a fat guy inside me mm, that is uh, fighting. Waiting to get out? Yeah, and he gets out periodically. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> a bit of a roller coaster. <laughs> with the old weight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I don't know. What were we talking about? Yeah, Fusaros. Oh, I think about it at least twice a week since we've been. And then we walked up the street, we walked off our meatballs, and we went to Sonic Boom. Yeah, we we, uh, we worked the meatballs off by trotting our hot little buns up uh, north on Spadina there, and we uh, popped into Sonic Boom, and we picked up some records. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to talk about those records today. Yeah, we are. So we bought four. This shop was quite even, because I picked two, and you picked two. That's right. So the two that I picked, um, I picked Beck Sea Change, um, which I bought new. Uh, I just felt it. I felt like I needed it. And uh, used, I bought Tegan and Sarah. T- not, <laughs> not, not no, what's it called? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Taint Hood. Oh, you did. It's <laughs> <I did. laughs> a way better title, by the way. Taint Hood by Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing now. That's I've okay. got the giggles. That's okay, and you're crying, <laughs> uh, folks. Robin uh, okay. has it. I think I did. I mention this in the first episode that Robin cries when she she laughs. She immediately bursts into tears. Which I don't. Is, I don't know if we did talk about it. Adorable. Oh, thanks. Um. Yeah, Tegan and Sarah Tainthood. Moving on. <laughs> uh, the two that I picked actually this was great i found there's uh i got lottie dotty uh which is a record by the band battles in the use section which is amazing it was only i think it was in there for 24 bucks and it's a double vinyl and it was in almost mint condition so that was a great find that's a band that i love who will we will talk about more coming up and then i bought the uh spoons uh nova heart 12 inch uh from 1982 because it's one of my favorite songs of all time and uh we'll talk about spoons today as well i would like to say that i was super impressed with their good used section yeah they have a it great was use cool section. i had to keep looking at it and thinking for real is this is this really used right yeah. now because they're they're in mint condition yeah the battles record for me was a great find you found it actually and mm-hmm. shoved it at me and so. really great um titles like i never i would have never i don't know that well we can talk about it when we get into tegan and sarah but i don't know that i would buy those records new but seeing them used i was snatching them up for sure well when you buy them new you don't like tegan and sarah enough i do i just wouldn't think that it was something that i needed to have in the collection yeah well, it's in there now, baby. Sure is. Do you want to uh, dive into Beck? Sure. Let's do it. All right. It's Wikipedia time. <laughs> you got to pull up Wikipedia. I did. Oh, yeah. 
Wikipedia time. Would you like to talk about Beck a little bit? Sure. All right, go for it. Beck Hansen, born Beck David Campbell, July 8th, 1970, is an American singer-songwriter, musician, and record producer. He rose to fame in the early 1990s with his experimental and lo-fi style and became known for creating musical collages of wide genre styles. Today, he musically encompasses folk, funk, soul, hip-hop, electronic, alternative rock, country, and psychedelia. He has released 14 studio albums as well as several non album singles and a book of sheet music i remember when he did that sheet music i thought it was a little pretentious oh yeah sorry back if you're listening he's probably not <laughs> i don't have to worry about it um and what's the what's the record you picked up the record i picked up is sea change which for me and i think a lot of people um in my opinion and a lot of people's opinions uh the best back record Oh, this record. I love it. Okay, Sea Change is the eighth studio album by American musician Beck, released on September 24th, 2002 by Geffen Records. Recorded over a two-month period in Los Angeles with producer Nigel Godrich. The album features themes of heartbreak and desolation, solitude, and loneliness. Ugh. The recipe for a genius record. For the album, much of Beck's trademark cryptic and ironic lyrics were replaced by simpler, more sincere lyrical content. He also eschewed the heavy sampling of his previous albums for live instrumentation. Beck cited the breakup with his longtime girlfriend as the major influence on the album. And no kidding, it yeah. is a breakup record. It really is. I love it. I love it. I, well, I guess something that is going to be um, probably talked about quite a bit throughout um, our podcast is that I, I'm madly in love with sad music. I love it. It makes my heart happy and sad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> happy and sad. It run, really runs Depends the Depends on my mood, really. Runs the gamut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this record is... Uh, well, you, you talk about it first. This record, when it first came out, um, it surprised me. I was surprised because it was so thoughtful and at the time wasn't really like anything else that he had put out. And I just, I love it. And it just, right from those opening chords, it's, um, it makes me feel something. And that's what I like the most in the music that I love. Do you want me to talk about the songs I love right now? Yeah, I wanna, absolutely, yeah. I want to hear it. from you before I... Well, I wasn't really familiar with the record. I'd heard um, Lost Cause was really the only song I knew from, I'm not a huge Beck fan, so I don't really, I didn't know much about it. But now, from you like playing the record a lot, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I'll even say it's my favorite Beck record, and I don't know, I don't know any other Beck records, mm-hmm. but I, I really you don't. Li- well, I was gonna say you don't need to, but I mean, the other Beck records are good, but this is. I like everything I've ever heard from Beck. There's no, there's nothing that I dislike. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. A, it wasn't. A, he wasn't an artist that I would. I, I followed or would. Run Did you over. ever see him? Uh, have I seen Beck? I don't think so. Hmm. No, I haven't. I saw him, um, I think I only saw him once, and I would... Was that a Taco Bell? Say it was oh, not at a Taco Bell. No. Uh, I saw him at the concert hall. It was probably 94, maybe oh, 95. So you're going back to like Mellow Gold, like the yeah. first record. And how was that? It was amazing. I was, um, you know, 18, 19 years old. And Did Beck have a full band when you saw him? Was it just him? No, he had a band. He had a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The That's concert cool. hall was a great venue. I loved that. Was Yeah. Back in the day, that was like the greatest place to amazing. see a show in Toronto. Yeah. I saw a lot of shows there when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about some songs? Well, like I said uh, earlier, right? Right from the those opening chords of the golden age, I'm I'm in. I'm all in for this record. Put your hands on the wheel, let the golden age begin. 
Guess I'm Doing Fine is amazing and Lost Cause, which was, you know, the song from this record. The it's, obvious single? It's the obvious single and it's amazing. It's so good. Baby, you're lost. Baby, you're lost. Baby, you're lost. I really like Already Dead. I think that might be that might be my favorite on the record. Already dead to me now. Already dead to me now. Cause it feels like I'm watching something die. But again, it was a it's a record of heartache, and you can feel it. And that's what I love the most about it. Cool. How about you? Yeah, you mentioned the Golden Age already. I really like that song. My other favorite on the record is Is It End of the Day that I like? Yeah, you did. You liked that song. It's not that I It's a great record. I really like it. Every time you play it, uh, some sometimes I'm not in the mood to hear it. I have to. This is a little dreary. Yeah, uh, you you said that maybe a couple of times when I've put this on, but I don't know. I can listen to it no matter what mood I'm in. But again, that's my. Yeah, sometimes I just want to. You know, you just want to hear Drowning Pool. You know. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. No. But no matter what mood I'm in, I can listen to it because, like I said, I'm I have a love for sad music. Cool. That was Sea Change, uh, Beck Sea Change, a wonderful purchase from Sonic Boom in Toronto. Check them out. Moving on, what's uh, what's what's the next record? Record number two is Sainthood by Tegan and Sarah. I think it's Wikipedia time. When you just want the fans. Tegan and Sarah are a Canadian indie pop band formed in 1998 in Calgary, Alberta, composed of identical twin sisters Tegan Rain Quinn and Sarah Kirsten Quinn, born September 19th, 1980. Both music are songwriters and multi-instrumentalists. The pair have released nine studio albums and numerous EPs. The duo earned a Grammy nomination in 2012 for their DVD slash live album, Get Along. Their ninth album, Hey, I'm Just Like You, was released on September 27th, 2019. Their memoir, High School, was released on September 24th, 2019. And before we get into this, you just, did you finish high school? I haven't finished it yet, but you, I am currently reading. And what do you think? Uh, it's getting better. I'm, I'm probably two thirds of the way through and um, I'm getting into it. They have found their guitars and have started writing songs and I'm a little bit more interested now than I was, you know, a hundred pages back. How old are they when they find their guitars and start writing songs? I think they're in like grade 11. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll pick it up. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> you can you can borrow mine. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I know where it is. Uh-huh. What's the record? Tainthood. Sainthood. Sainthood. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I bought Sainthood because it was used at um, Sonic Boom. So you wouldn't have bought it if it wasn't used? I haven't really looked in the Tegan and Sarah section, I think. Um, I had If It if it Was You, I have on vinyl. Uh, that was on a rack. I bought it new, and but it was pretty cheap. So and wait, so, so are you just randomly buying Tegan and Sarah records, or did are you a fan? Oh, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a fan. If It Was You and Onwards is what I would listen to. I haven't listen to nor will i listen to anything before that before if it was you what year is that one <clears throat> is it wikipedia time it's wikipedia time when you just want the fans. okay so if it was you was 2002 so they had three records before that the first one was in 99 see so back then well i'll t- they had two uh, records before that oh yeah you're right two sorry um 
Well, we'll we'll talk of my recollections of Tegan and Sarah after we talk about the record a bit. Sure. Um, well, talk about the record. What do you think? Sure. Well, I think. Um, well, actually, before you do that, is it Wikipedia time? Is it for the record? Is it Wikipedia time? Well, I think I would like to talk about my. Okay, yeah, it's Wikipedia time. When you just want the Sainthood is the sixth studio album by the Canadian indie pop duo Tegan and Sarah, released on October twenty seventh, two thousand and nine, by Sire Records. The album was produced by Death Cab for Cutie guitarist Chris and was tracked at Sound City Studios in Los Angeles and Two Sticks Audio in Seattle during the summer of 2009. I actually, you know what's funny? I have heard songs off this record before. In, for some reason in 2009, this was on my, I can't remember why, probably because the, of the Chris Walla thing, but I did, I've heard that song Arrow. Oh yeah? I had heard that one before, yeah. I like this record. I like, um, first I like the cover art. I love that they're both in black and white striped shirts. I think it's a good record. It's not my favorite Tegan and Sarah record. I'd say my favorite is The Con, but also, the con was also produced by Chris Walla and Hunter Bergen played on both records. He's the bassist from AFI. And I think the drummer of Death Cab, I, he definitely played on the con. I don't know if he played on Sainthood or not. So do the records before this sound anything like this? Yeah. I mean, the con it goes, if it was you, so jealous, the con and then Sainthood. And they those four records, I mean, there's a lot of growth for sure from if it was you to Sainthood. Are they it, all as richly produced, like full band? And lots of instrumentation because I remember them when I when I was a kid. Well, I guess it wasn't. Well, no, I would have been a kid. I was a teenager when I first heard of them. They were weren't they like folky and just acoustic? Yeah, and- like co- I think they were like a coffee house. Okay. Thing yeah. that's I don't I haven't really heard it nor am I interested to hear it. However, I think the Con and Sainthood were the first. Like the Con is when they they first went in and had that big sound in a studio and when they I think for the first time. But again, we'll have to double check this. Worked with Chris Walla and so the Con I was obsessed with. I was um, that was 2007. I was pregnant with my first baby and I watched. It came with a video. It came with um like a documentary DVD of the making of the con, which I loved. I literally watched it every single night for probably, I don't know, the better part of a year. I was pregnant at the time and I would watch it every night as I was going to bed. And I I loved it. I loved the record. I loved the video. I loved everything about those girls. So I was really excited when Sainthood came out because I I had loved the con so much. And I, I wasn't disappointed. It's a great record. And when I, I was listening to it this week to prepare for this podcast, and I still love it. I do I do like it. So Jason McGurr from Death Cab played drums on the con. Uh, yeah, and then your friend Hunter Bergen from <laughs> AFI played on, played on Tegan's songs on the con. But we're not talking about the con. We're, we're talking about uh, sainthood. No, but can I say I only know who Hunter Bergen is because I obsessively watched that um, making of the con. And oh. so he was in it so much, as well as Matt Sharp of The Rentals. You're not a big AFI fan. <laughs> no, I'm not an AFI fan. Okay, good, because I might have to Were break you going to break up with me? Well, I mean, they're not a very good band, so. No. Oh, no, I didn't shouldn't have said that. He might be listening. Definitely not. What songs? What songs do I love? Yeah. Well, this is interesting because for me, there's a very clear distinction between Sarah's songs on this record and Tegan's songs on this record. And I happen to love the Tegan songs. Ooh. I don't love the Sarah songs so much. That's a twist. Mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, well, I'm not a... 
I I can't count myself as a Tegan and Sarah fan. Again, I'm not very familiar with them. Actually, you know what? This is funny, and I wanted to mention this. I haven't told you the story. I have a bit of I have a bit of PTSD because of Tegan and Sarah because they played a show at the Underground. For those people listening at home, the Underground was a uh, club in Hamilton, Ontario. I was I was working security, mm-hmm. and there was a Tegan and Sarah show. And at the end of the night, there was a young lady who lost her um, her ticket for her for the coat check. And this is 2002, 2003. So, you know, cell phones, you couldn't just take a picture of your ticket. So, like, if you lost your ticket, it was lost. Well, the general rule at the coat check is that if you lose your ticket, you have to wait till the end of the night because who Mm -hmm. you can't, you know, you could steal someone's coat, whatever. But this young woman was not having it. She was extremely (laughs) angry and uh, she, like, attacked Brody. Yikes. uh, Brody, the owner of the club, and uh, was, like, physically rough with him. And I I didn't really know. (laughs) I I wasn't a very good security guy. Yeah, wait, I thought you were security. I was, I, I kind of grabbed her a bit, but like, it was kind of like, well, how do I handle this? And she was like, she didn't really attack him. She kind of like, I can't remember what she did. She like put her hands around his neck or like grabbed his hair and pulled his hair. I can't remember. I actually can't even remember how it ever got resolved, but that- Did you know who she was? No, she did was just- Did you ever a, see her again? She was just a rando there at the Tegan and Sarah show who was mad that she couldn't get her coat. Uh, so that's, I've always, that's my memory of Tegan and Sarah. Mm. I heard actually that Tegan and Sarah were afraid of Hamilton when they were here. They didn't want to walk the streets. Or... Well, that's well. The people that came to their show were quite violent, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess um, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what songs do you like? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to play? Um, well, I guess I should say what I think of the record. Yeah. Um, well, from what you've told me today when we were listening to the record, I was like, who's singing this song? Who's singing this song? I, I On this yeah, album... Yeah, but by the end of the record, you're like, this is Sarah, isn't it? This is Tegan, oh, I could, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I figured it out once you, you pointed it out. Mm-hmm. I, 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 was, I was getting more into Sarah's songs on this record. Right. Having said that, I think I would enjoy Tegan and Sarah more, or this record anyway, if maybe they weren't singing. <laughs> I don't really, yeah. I don't really like their voices that that, that much. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. But I, I like the production of the of the record. I, sonically, it's a very cool sounding album. Mm-hmm. I was surprised when I had first heard it. I was like, oh, this, you know, this is not what I was what I was expecting. Um, it's got that fat, super compressed, you know, like deep snare drum production, which I really like uh, when people can pull that off. Did we check who's playing drums? Is it? I don't know. Well, on Jason the, McGurr of Death Cab for Cutie. On, Taint- on Sainthood? On Sainthood, the drummer is... Where's the personnel? Uh, oh, Dave Sardi mixed a bunch of that. That's cool. I'm not seeing who played drums in the record. Wikipedia is not revealing that. Hmm. Get on it, Wikipedia. I said there's Hunter Bergen. Oh, it's Egan's side project. I didn't know yeah. she had a side project with him. I don't know who played drums. Okay. Let's just say it was the guy from Death Cab. Sure. Good work, guy from Death Cab. Amazing job. Um, I know that there was a song that... It, what's the song that I really hated when it came on? I was like, I, I hate this song. <laughs> that was North Shore. I really like that song. Let's hear it. Don't cringe, don't clench, don't look, don't flinch, don't know, don't go, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me. Something so sick about this, my misery so addictive. The other one that I really like is The Ocean, which is another Tegan song. Stop worrying about the Pick a Sarah song that I would have liked. Uh, you probably liked something like On Directing. Go steady with me. I know it turns you off when I, I get talking like a teen. I get talking like a teen. 
the Sarah songs on this record are a little bit more complicated. You you like math rock. I think it's a little <laughs> it's a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I do like math rock. It's a little bit more um, challenging. Yeah, maybe where the Tegan songs are just straight up pop songs, and I love it. Yeah, the verdict on um, this album from you? Two thumbs up. Yeah, I, I, I'm willing to eventually give it one and a half thumbs up. There has to be points deducted because I really hate that one song. I'm impressed. I really thought you would have given it a much lower score. No, I'm no, happy no. to hear that. No, I'm, I'm surprised too. I, I actually I actually don't mind a lot of it. I don't know if I, w- I would ever throw it on if you weren't around, <laughs> Right. but uh, if you would like to play Sainthood when I'm in the house, by all means, go oh, ahead. Good to know. Yeah, I won't, I won't freak such a good podcast. Yeah. You wouldn't have never had this conversation. No, I won't throw my plate of dinner against the wall and scream. Let's move on. All right. Battles, Lottie Dottie. I am a huge fan of Battles. Yeah, in the last episode, we talked about Helmet. John Stanier, the drummer uh, in Battles, was in Helmet for their glory run. The best version of Helmet and the best records that Helmet put out. Uh, John Stanier was the drummer. That's my. That's where I became familiar with him. He is my favorite drummer of all time, and uh, he's probably the biggest influence on my playing, whether you would be able to hear it or not. Uh, he really is, just from the way he sets his drums up to the way that he plays and the way that he looks while he's playing everything about him has had a huge impact on me and how I play. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's my he's my favorite drummer. So Helmet, well, the original run of Helmet broke up in 97 and then John Stanier went on to be in a band called Tomahawk with um, Mike Patton from Faith No More. So these are all like super bands. They like play yeah. in all the other bands. Well, Battles kind of is because it's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's Ian Williams who was in Don Caballero and John who was in Helmet and then uh, they have former members who, well, Ty Braxton, I'm going to say Ty I actually don't know how to say his first name. Uh, he was kind of an artist unto himself. And then um, Dave Kanopka was in bands, but I, I, I'm not sure who they were. But definitely Ian Williams and John Stanier are legends. And uh, so, yeah, when I first heard of Battles was years ago, they put a couple, I don't know how many EPs, two EPs? Well, actually, you know what? It's Wikipedia time. When you just want the Battles is an American experimental rock band founded in 2002 in New York City by Ian Williams, formerly of Don Caballero and Storm and Stress. Current lineup is a duo composed of guitarist, keyboardist Ian Williams and drummer John Stanier, formerly of Helmet, Tomahawk, and the Mark of Cain. Mark of Cain, I've actually never heard. Former members include composer vocalist Ty Braxton. Again, I don't know how to pronounce his full first name, so I'm not going to even try. And guitarist bassist Dave Kanopka. I hope I'm saying the last name right. So yeah, they put out uh, two EPs that I heard back in the day, but it just didn't, uh, they didn't register with me for some reason. But then in 2007, they put out Mirrored, which was their first proper album on Warp Records. And I was, I, I loved it. I saw them, I think I saw them, I think I saw them three times with the f- the four person lineup. One night I saw them by accident. I was actually there in 2005 to see Prefuse 73, who's another artist on Warp Records. And I was standing in line and a friend of mine was like, oh, cool, man, you're here to see Battles? I was like, no, I'm here to see Prefuse. 73 is all battles are playing and i kind of knew who battles were and i'm like that's john from helmets band and he's like yeah so i was like okay cool great and uh they blew my mind that night they were so amazing they actually kind of stole the show Cool. So in 2007, when when Mirrored came out, I was fully on board and, and waiting for it. And that record is amazing. Please go check it out. Many people think it's their best one. Ah, eh, you know, it, 
I can't disagree, but I still really like the other records. Uh, Lottie Dottie is the third studio album by American experimental rock band Battles, released on September 18th, 2015 on Warp Records. It is the band's last album with guitarist bassist Dave Kanopka before his departure in 2018. That was released on my brother's birthday. Wow. Shout out to Dan. Happy uh, birthday, Big happy D. Happy birthday, Dan. Uh, Lottie Dottie is Battles' only album without vocals. Guitarist Dave said, to me, vocals are like the fourth instrument that is totally insignificant in a band like Battles because we kind of have nothing to to say and out of the three of us none of us are capable of really singing the decision to not have vocals is more of a self-sufficient functional decision than anything i love plenty of bands with vocals don't get me wrong when it applies to us and the chemical makeup of battles it's just inexplicable and uh yeah so ty so the record from 2007 mirrored ty does uh, a lot of the vocals but they're highly processed and looped and and when i saw them those first shows i saw when it was still the four guys in the band like he's still doing all that live there you, you have to see battles live it's 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 amazing now they're down to a duo I was going to say, I thought there was only two of yeah, them Yeah, so I've seen them with four members, I've seen them with three, and now it's just Ian and John, and um, it's a different experience, but... And does anyone sing? No, they'll, they'll, they'll play stuff back, like... Um, oh, they'll, like they'll have play, samples? Yeah, so the old records with, 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 <clears throat> with vocals, they'll, they'll, they'll have playback. But lots of live manipulation when they're playing, looping things, and even more so when there was three and four members, like they were like looping guitar parts, and like now it's very much based on a lot of sequencing with just Ian and John in the band. There's not so much stuff happening on the floor but Ian is still doing a lot. And you just saw them. Yeah, I just saw them in Toronto. And it was amazing. I mean, anytime I can see... John Stanier is one of the funnest drummers to watch play. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's just... He's so into it. He just looks really cool when he plays drums. I don't know how else to explain it. And if you have a chance to see them, yet, you have to see them. Look them up. Go see them. Check out some of the old footage when they had three and four members. And um, yeah, I love them. And this record, Lottie Dottie, I, 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 I love it. We can talk a bit about it now. Sure. I really loved the cover art. I loved all the white space, and I love the breakfast foods. Yes, this this art was actually Dave, the 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 bassist who who quit the band. Oh this, yeah, this is all him. This is all his stuff, and he did the um. He also did the art and layout for uh, Gloss Drop, the record before this one from 2011. He did the full layout and all the art from that as well, I believe. Yeah, the first song on the record, the Yaba, it's it's great. It's quintessential battles, and uh, here's a listen. <laughs> That's some good stuff. <laughs> it's uh, it's all about the drumming for me. I just love his playing. And I think he really shines in a band like this because I think John's playing is all about locking into a groove and really nailing it. And every once in a while, just pulling out the best fill in the world. That's kind of the John Stanier. That's how I, I that's, that's how I look at him. That's his drumming to me. Just like locking into like the tightest, baddest groove and then boom, a drum fill that just blows the socks right off your dick. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I I don't love battles. Well, let's start there. The drums definitely did stand out for me. They're great. You've already mentioned that they, there's no vocals, and that's what's missing for me. That's I need to sing along. Yeah. And then, so it's for me, it's just like, you know, I can listen to I Agree, the first song's great. And, you know, by song three, I'm like, this again? You know, I, I do comprehend that it, the songs are different, but... Yeah. I need I need vocals. Well, you know what we should do? Here's a little... This is what we're going to do for the next episode. I think that you need li- to listen to Mirrored, the record from 2007, where yeah. Ty was still in the band doing vocals. Sure. I've I listened to that. That might be the... 
the key for you to getting into Battles Land. Sure. So, folks, when we start episode three, we are going to talk about Mirrored. Can um, I say what song I did like on this record? Yeah, what song did you like? Because I did listen to it a couple of times through this week. I put it on the first time and I quickly turned it off. But then at work yesterday, I was, um, it's budget time. I was crunching numbers and I had it on and it was great. It was perfect for that. And I so I've listened to it a couple of times through and both times when I thought, hey, what's this song? And looked at it, it was... Nonviolence. That's one of my favorite songs on the record, too. That was actually one of the clips I wanted to play. It's a good one. Let's hear it. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, Summer Simmer is another favorite of mine. And uh, just for uh, to round it out, let's play a clip from uh, let's play a clip from Try Some Tender. Oh, that's some good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that that's Battles. That's the record, Lottie Dottie. Uh, I'm very happy to own it on vinyl. And, it just uh, needs a little more vocals and a little less bleeps and bloops. Less bleeps and bloops? Yeah. How about just more vocals, but we keep the bleeps and bloops? <laughs> well, we'll see. I'll listen to the when you want me to. Because I love the bleeps and bloops. There's I'm a lot the, of bleeps and bloops. I know. That's what's great. <laughs> There's too many. Well, Robin's going to Robin's gonna take a listen to Mirrored, and she's going to give us a little review next episode. Okay. And David, I think you're going to listen to the con. Do you want me to listen to the con? Yeah, let's switch. I'll listen to... What am I listening to? The first Battles record. It's the called first what? Full, it's called Mirrored. It's the first okay. full length. So I'm going to listen to Mirrored, and you're going to listen to The Con, and we will uh, discuss. Okay. We don't own those records on vinyl, though. Are we getting away from our mandate here? No, it's not. Hey, with this podcast can be whatever we want it yeah, to be. Yeah, this is no our rules, podcast, man. man. <laughs> There's no rules. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Hi, give me another one. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Now we're going to talk about the spoons. The spoons. I think it's Wikipedia time. When you just want the fact. Spoons is a Canadian new wave band formed in 1979 in Burlington, Ontario, Canada, very close to where we are. They recorded several Canadian chart hits between 82 and 89, and in 83, they were nominated for Most Promising Group of the Year at the Juno Awards. Their most popular songs include Romantic Traffic, Old Emotions, Tell No Lies, and Nova Heart, which is the one that we are going to talk about today. Can I just say a couple of things? Yes. From that, from your wiki post, mm -hmm. your wiki talk. One, how great is Old Emotions? That's that song is so good. Uh, do I know it? Oh, you know it. Let's hear it. On a holiday weekend, whoa, then it comes back again. Those old emotions. I do know that song. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I might actually, uh, I might actually like it more than I like Nova Heart. Really? Yeah. I think you like it because it sounds like Smiths. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think so? Oh, yeah. It totally <laughs> <does>. <laughs> 
<laughs> that could be, that could be a Smith song. Yeah, it totally could. I love it. Uh, Spoons. I, funny. I just did some work with um, maybe a year and a half ago. I worked on a music video for an artist named Ryan uh, Langdon. He's part of Slate Music, and uh, Derek Ross was. Uh, he works for Slate. Oh yeah. Yeah, Derek Ross, the drummer from Spoons. Cool. I don't, I'm not sure if Darren still plays with them, but uh, or sorry, Derek plays with them. But uh, he was at the shoot, and after Derek left, I think my uh, partner. Mitch Barnes let me know that he was the drummer from Spoons and I was like I wish I would have known that I would have talked to him about Spoons but uh, I'm sure I'll run into him again nice fella but yeah, let's talk about Nova Heart. I love Nova Heart. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. I don't know. It's kind, a great song. It kind of always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's like, it's a, it's quintessential new wave. If someone said to you, what what is new wave music? I, I would play them Nova Heart. Really? You're saying that there's songs that sound more new wave than Nova Heart. I'm saying that there's songs that would come to mind as new wave songs before Nova Heart. That's good. Yep, I know. But I think it's pretty new wave. <laughs> I saw Spoons at Gage Park for Festival of Friends, maybe, I'm going to say 2010. I think it was probably Festival of Friends 2010, and I went with Brad Germain. Brad, if you're listening, maybe he's one of our listeners. Brad, if you're listening, and you know what year we went. I was living on Belmont because I walked to Gage Park from my house. So I think that was probably 2010. Um, But yeah, Brad, if you're listening, let me know what year we actually saw Spoons at, uh, at Gage Park. Yeah, and the uh, the B side is symmetry, and uh, well, let's play a clip of that one too. So there you have it, folks. Nova Heart, Spoons, great song. Pick it up. It's in you sections everywhere. Uh, yeah, so I think we're rounding the corner here on our second episode of Reaction Brats. I think we are. That was fun. That was, uh, I liked, I like all four of these records. You know, battles, I don't know what, that I'll put on. Um, but I'm interested to hear battles with vocals. I think that's fun. Yeah, just to reiterate, uh, Robin is going to spend the week listening to Mirrored by Battles, and I am going to spend the week getting to know The Con by Tegan and Sarah. Yeah, and you we're are. going to reconvene next, next episode. Next weekend in Nashville. Yes, we will be in Nashville recording an episode. On um, location. On location. We will talk about those two records. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we have an Instagram account. It's at ReactionBratsPod, which is also our email address, ReactionBratsPod at gmail.com. We do not have a Twitter because Twitter is a hellscape. It's stupid. And uh, we're not going to participate, but we'll do all the other stupid bullshit, social media (laughs) bullshit. So yeah, thanks, Robin. Thank you, David. Are you? Do you want to? Are you going to come up with a sign-off catchphrase? Are we going to just let that? uh, Do you want to try something out? Yeah. The end. The end. (laughs) 